And then I even think about um, the movie 300, where uh, it's a scene in there, like before they get ready to go off to war. Um, I can't think of the, the main character's name, but basically he was kind of, they were kind of describing how they don't, they don't really do the whole like emotional kiss their wife and kids goodbye thing because they're getting ready to go to war. So they don't, they don't need to have that emotional, you know, side exposed because they're getting ready to be, you know, in a situation where they have to, you know, be a warrior and, and, and any level of vulnerability that they express before going to war can possibly get them killed. So just say, because just say of old days, a man having to go to war, or even, you know, uh, metaphorically speaking, us, you know, having to just say be a warrior in, in today's time. Like, is is that conditioning for a boy to have less leniency to cry or to be vulnerable uh, necessary? Or is it something that maybe we should, you know, look at changing? We are back. See, you got me nervous. You told me you trusted me. We are back I gotta go back another to another episode of <laughs> Podcast Official. Hey, Joe right. It's the podcast. The cable gobble with your Comcast. Come take a seat, we need to speak and we can all laugh. Last Monday of the month, 7.30, zoom in, chime in. We be talking dirty. This the podcast. We ain't the cable gobble with your Comcast. Come take a seat, we need to speak and we can all laugh. Last Monday of the month, 7.30, zoom in, chime in. We be talking dirty. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. This is the podcast. This platform for you. It ain't for me. So let's hear what you got to say. This has been the best broadcast we've had. What up? What's good? What's happening? What's popping? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is the place where you get to join the conversation. I'm your host, Rudy of All Trades. And our topic of discussion for this month, why can't men be vulnerable? Are we even allowed to be vulnerable? Is that look that is soft or or weak? Or do we just not trust y'all? Do we Welcome feel like anytime we're vulnerable, somebody has a chance to take advantage of us? Why is it that we always hear women complaining, oh, my man don't talk to me. He don't share Welcome with me. Men don't like to be vulnerable. Why you think that is? Huh? Let's see what the people have to say. Welcome to the podcast. The way the government set things up back in the day with the whole uh, like like session A and things of that nature, I think that's when the decline of masculinity and, and men being vulnerable like started to go downhill because it was like the world against the man, man's family against him, the uh, the government against him, and so like what you when you have when it's a cat, I mean when it's a dog against the wall, what it's going to do just don't have time to be vulnerable now it's like being in survival mode mm. so that's just a little quick little snippet of what i think about it and you you're saying that that vulnerability or the, the did you say the man shut down from being vulnerable from his family or from like just say the the world in general all all the above all the above because like Say for instance, like uh, uh, if a man loses his job, you know what I mean? Like he can't really express how he feel about that. You know what I mean? The only thing everybody gonna tell him to go find another one, go get one, you know, go do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then like some that aren't like strong will, they're just like, okay, let me just go find something to do to appease everyone and not really go into itself and be like, hey, this is, you know what I'm saying? This is how I feel about something about the situation of me losing my job or this and the third. So it's like more so like, okay, you're, you're a mule, go work. That's it. And don't have feelings with it. That's what I believe. It's not, it's not my personal life. I'm just saying from growing up and, you know, being around men and being one. So. Gotcha. To your point of what brother just said about men being vulnerable, uh, the problem is, man, in society, bro, is that if you, especially nowadays, if you seem to be vulnerable and weak, it's a weakness in the culture, you know what I mean? Especially with the young generation. And, you know, especially when it's just like we talked about in the meeting the other day, it's like a man can't show another man emotion, you feel what I'm saying? Because of the fact that 
in this this day and time, you either seen as weak weak in in society, or you can't handle your business to you know to show any type of emotion, especially in the workplace or even in and this this is across all boards. You know what I'm saying? Of trying to make sure everyone is taken care of in your family, in your household, even with your boys and your kids. You, you know, you got me. You got to show. You can't show them that that is weak. You know what I'm saying? If you show them that is weak, then you know the problem is is they you know. They don't see <clears throat> that the struggle to, to 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 surpass these weaknesses that you're going through at that moment and at that time. Mm. So it's kind of hard, especially when you're raising young men, especially in this day's world and society. That hey, you can't cry. You know what I'm saying? You can't show this weakness. Mm. You can't show this emotion because if you try to show this emotion, then you, you're gonna be looked at and laughed at in school, or you're gonna be you're gonna be seen as a punk or you know, a joke. You know what I'm saying? Especially now in middle school, everything you learn in middle school these days, man, is that oh, if you show weakness, you ain't gonna get no girl and you're gonna get laughed at. Even though some people may even what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, agree with you that, you know, this is a situation that they have, but they're not gonna do it because society has taught them. If you agree with him that this man, you know, what he's going through is something serious and something real, then it, it, it would affect you and bring you down and negative. You know what I'm saying? So it's it just society, man. It's kind of hard to to put in perspective of you know what what can we do in, the, in this generation now to show that it's okay, mm -hmm. it's okay to have this weakness. It's okay to be able to sometimes to until you get to the moment when you can improve yourself to show that you need help. You know, what I'm saying as a man. So I get it like this. It's just a sign of leaving yourself open. That's what vulnerable is when you're vulnerable. You just left yourself open. Like, I know a lot of men that right now is vulnerable. You know, that's, you know, they say it's a sign of weakness. You know, if it could be for a woman like my cousin, she took it from everything he had. You know, he, left himself, he was vulnerable, you know, left himself open. Mm -hmm. And that's what vulnerability is when you leave yourself, you know, unguarded. You know, it's like most men, uh, they talk about showing emotion when you start to, you know, like, not, you can't cry, you can't do this. My old, my old boy was in the military, so we wasn't allowed to cry. So all that, I never, that, I always got it, got it. He he said, if you're crying, you ain't going to change nothing by crying. The situation's still going to be there. So it wasn't, you know, really logic to cry or shed tears. But I, you, I still hurt like everybody else. You still have feelings. Mm. But vulnerability is like leaving yourself open. Mm. That's that's what vulnerable, when you're vulnerable, you know, left yourself open. Mm -hmm. So that's what I get from it. Where do you get these topics from? <laughs> See, that's another good one. I, mean, I think men are vulnerable, um, but the the issue is that you have to be selective or who you let on the inside to be able to see that vulnerability. Uh, you just can't put it out there for everybody to see, but you know, there's usually someone you can go to because if if you you're walking around all your life acting like you don't have feelings and you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't fail, you know. I mean, you're human. You, it's going to happen. So I just think that you just have to be selective uh, on who you let see that vulnerability. And hopefully you've got someone on your side that understands it and you can go to because you have nobody you can go to in those moments you're really going to have some major issues. Mm -hmm. So you got to be able to, you know, open yourself up, but you just don't open yourself up to everybody you run across. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo, bop-bop, woe, woe is me. Mm -hmm. You know, you just got to be able to sit down with someone that's mature enough to understand that you're a human being just like anybody else. Mm -hmm. And you you need a, a outlet that allows you to vent and and show that weakness and then hopefully that, per that that person that you select is understandable and so now you've got someone to support you during those difficult times so you just don't turn around and lose your mind completely trying to be Superman and mm -hmm. you're the only person that knows that you're not mm -hmm. so do you, do, do you think do you think that's for men and women like men and women have to be selective or that's more catered to us I think everybody needs to be selective of who they talk to, you know, because you talk to, you open your life up to anybody, you know, they're going to give you information that's not 
best for you. They're going to give you information based on what they think is best for you. Mm-hmm. So you, you just got to, you know, it has to be someone that's close to you. It, it applies to men and women. Everybody needs a, a outlet, you know, mm-hmm. it may not be, a, I mean, should, you would hope it would be your significant other, but if you don't have that, you may need a pastor to talk to. You're going to need somebody to talk to be, mm-hmm. because if you hold it all in inside, it's just going to affect you physically. And that's not what you want. Right. So, you know, people know everybody's vulnerable, but, you know, a person that's come by, they're going to come back and, and knock you down and talk about you and look down on you is not the person you need to be, you know, pr- conveying that information to. Right. You know, so, but it applies to everybody. Every, if, you know, women, you know, are vulnerable, men are vulnerable. Hopefully you got a good woman that understand that and sit down and listen to you and, and, and understand that you're coming to them for help and they're mm-hmm. there to help you rather than tear you down. Mm-hmm. Person is going to tear you down. It's not in your corner anyway. So right. I'm going to say private is because the way um, that especially boys are um, raised or groomed as such. Uh, I don't know if they do it as much now as they used to, but I know they used to tell boys, like, be a big boy, don't cry. I mean, mm-hmm. bust lip, leg, arm hanging off. And you say, you know, be a big boy, don't cry. Well, his arm is still hurting. Right. If, if he were a six-year-old girl, a six-year-old boy, your arm hanging off is hurting. Right. But it was seen as it was seen as a source of, of weakness. So they're kind of, and even now people kind of say, you know, I'll be a big boy. I'll brush it off. It's okay. Where the girl gets the opportunity to cry a little longer about the same scrape on her leg. Mm-hmm. Some of it is is conditioning um but i do agree with um uncle e that um you know men hurt too everybody needs someone they can talk to they can uh confide in it's just the society doesn't accept it as much for a man to say break down about something as it would female mm-hmm. i'm not saying it's right but society typically does not he's expected to no matter what's going on He's got to hang in there and hold it up. She does get a little more play, if you will, to be upset maybe a little longer. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times in the school setting, girls kind of know that. So a lot of times girls will play on that and get a little extra dramatic about mm-hmm. things because she knows that she'll get us a little bit more allowance for that than a, a, a young man or a boy would. Right. Of this conditioning and people raising kids you have to make a conscious effort to let them know it's okay for you to hurt it's okay for you to be disappointed now you don't want a girl to lay there forever and never get up mm-hmm. you have to know that it's okay because things are are going to happen and they are going to need support and they are going to feel something they are going to be disappointed they are human and uh it also plays out in the relationship if the man always acts as if nothing bothers him he's cool he got it you know, that's long-term or short-term, that's going to have a problem in, in the relationship. Is that conditioning necessary, though? Because I'm even even when I think about, you know, just say, like, growing up playing sports. Like, I grew up, you know, playing football. And um, crying on the football field is definitely frowned upon. Now, when, when I first started playing football when I was six years old and the first time I got hit, I definitely cried. And I don't even know if I was hurt or not, but just – that was just my natural reaction because I had never, I mean, I got destroyed too. I mean, that dude ran through my soul, but, but I cried though. But my dad picked me up. He asked me, do I want to keep going? And I said, yeah. Um, and he didn't necessarily tell me to stop crying per se, but I, but there was just say a level of understanding that my, my reaction off my first hit, this can't continue to be a thing. And then I even think about um, the movie 300 where uh it's a scene in there like before they get ready to go off to war um i can't think of the the main character's name but basically he was kind of they were kind of describing how they don't they don't really do the whole like emotional kiss their wife and kids goodbye thing because they're getting ready to go to war so they don't they don't need to have that emotional you know side exposed because they're getting ready to be you know in a situation where they have to you know, be a warrior and, and, and any level of vulnerability that they express before going to war can possibly get them killed. So just say, because 
just say of old days, a man having to go to war, or even, you know, uh, metaphorically speaking, us, you know, having to just say be a warrior in, in today's time. Like, is is that conditioning for a boy to have less leniency to cry or to be vulnerable uh, necessary? Or is it something that maybe we should, you know, look at changing? You made, made a valid point with, with that, Will. That's because, like, when my dad came from the military and, you know, he used to have us in boxes and stuff like that. And when he came home, we was outside playing one day, and I got in a fight with, with Frank and them. And there was like seven of them. But he was sitting, he was standing up by the tree, and he was watching me. And my brother went to help me, and he said, no, don't, don't, you ain't got nothing to do with that. Let him handle that. But my brother was telling him it's seven against one. He said, no, he got this. What my money paid for. So I'm looking at him, right? And you know how you, you tear up, your eyes tear up, because you know, it's about seven of them, you know? And so I, I told him, wait a minute. I go in the house and, you know, cartoon was my thing, Popeye. So I said, I wait a minute. He waited. I went in and ate some spinach thinking that was going to change the fact. But them, them niggas like to kill me out there. But but standing up there, he <laughs> thought I was crying. And he walked over there to me and said to me, say, and them tears I see? I said, no, daddy. He said, oh, because you no more used to me if you shed a tear out here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's a sign of me just learning something from my dad then, he said, crying is not necessary. Whatever the problem is, you still got to fix it or mm -hmm. it's still going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. So by you shedding tears, that's not going to change that problem. Mm -hmm. So that's how I always looked at that, you know, crying or shedding tears or being so. That's why I try to teach my son that. And it pretty much worked, but it backfired. So, you know, leaving yourself open, being vulnerable, can mean a lot of things. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And, um, most of us don't want to be looked upon as that, like mm -hmm. being soft. Uh, I left myself open. They think I'm 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 too soft or something. So that's why a lot of men don't show emotion. Uh, certain you know, certain way they do things. They they won't show how they you know how you did this. They're like, no, I just did it stuff so, because they don't they don't want nobody to think less of them. Uh, mm -hmm. Anyway, they did it different than anybody else. You know, no, because sure. you could do something. You could do some things and say, man, you did that like a girl or something, you know? And, mm -hmm. you know, you could share how you did some things and, you know, this is how I do. Then they'd be like, man, that's that's crazy, you know? You know? And I have heard girls say, he's so vulnerable. You know, I have heard him say that. So that's why me and, you know, we take the reaction that we do for us mm -hmm. people. Because we action give, re you know, action give reaction. So. Mm -hmm. Sorry to interrupt, but I do want to let you know something just in case you're unaware, all right? This podcast actually is sponsored by a church. This platform was actually created by a pastor, Pastor Elmer Wilson, the pastor of New Beginning Ministries of Tampa. Listen, I know sometimes you may hear content on here that may not sound the holiest of holies, but that's the point. We allow people to come on here and express themselves and be themselves the way that they talk or the way that they think, the way they operate. It ain't no judgment. Hey, do you, boo-boo. Do you, okay? But nonetheless, if you live in the Tampa Bay area, we want to invite you to church, all right? 11323 North Nebraska Avenue. That's where we located, okay? Tampa, Florida, pull up on us. You live in the Tampa area, pull up, man. We'd love to see you. Okay, we love to see you. And if for whatever reason, you can't pull up in person, you need to do a live stream, you know, attend virtually, we go live at 12 noon every single Sunday. Real service in, in person is at 11 a.m. The, the, the live stream is at 12 noon, okay? On Facebook, you can watch it. On YouTube, you can watch it. Facebook is New Beginning Ministries of Tampa. YouTube, New Beginning Ministries of Tampa TV. Facebook, New Beginning Ministries of Tampa. YouTube, New Beginning Ministries of Tampa TV, okay? We go live at 12 noon on the dot. And if you want to come in person, we come. We go live at 11, all right? Pull up on us, man. We'd love to see you. We'd love to see you, all right? Come join us. Let's see your face right here at New Beginning Ministries of Tampa. All right. Now go back to listening to this unholy podcast. Yeah, man, that was a great example about the 300. Um... Which makes a lot of sense too, because like back in the day, a lot of men did like was in the draft and all that stuff, so really didn't have too much of a chance to like. I guess more so for like black people or like whoever was uh, oppressed back in the day. You know what I mean? So they had 
they basically had to be in that warrior mode mindset to even think about even giving feelings. You know what I mean? So, um, but fast forward, I think it's coming more uh, to be vulnerable now. You know what I'm saying? Because like people are learning, like talking about emotional intelligence, uh, 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 opening up about their childhood because that's where a lot of it stem from. Like people, uh, men and women, childhood is what really make them close down as adults anyway, mm-hmm. from my point of view. So um, yeah, I think just with the with, uh, with emotional intelligence on the rise, I think more people be able to like. Uh, basically like heal the wounds of their childhood to uh, be more vulnerable in a sense. The only thing I thought about was, I remember teaching this class one time, we was talking about emotions and then emotional intelligence did come up. And I asked a question to the to guys on the call, many of them had were fathers. And I was like, um, cause they brought up what you said Rudy about like learning as a child, as a young boy, like crying, boys don't cry cut that out yada yada but then I fast forwarded and I asked I said well at what point did you learn as a man that it's okay to cry mm-hmm. when and when did you pick that up and if you never have like when was the last time you cried type thing like because it's it's so unpopular to 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 go the other way as a, as a man to not do that and show those emotions that some guys actually never even learn how to express that Mm-hmm. And then from a standpoint of depending on where you're from, um, being vulnerable can be looked at as or taught as a sign, not just weakness, but like a piece of uh, uh, survival, if you will, mm-hmm. like to protect yourself from, from those that prey upon people who they might assume are vulnerable and based off of whatever are vulnerable characteristics, then they might look for that. So you might be taught to have a stone face whole time, you might be cold as hell outside, but you don't want to look like you cold. Right. So you just stand there and shake a little bit. I don't know, but right. that it, that's what the people are um, just taught and just like nurtured based on what Big D was talking about. <laughs> right, right, right. No, for sure. I guess I'm really curious to, to, to see what it, whether it's for men or even, especially even the women on here, like is, is there even a limit to just say a man being able to cry? Cause even if you learn how to cry or it's okay to cry and all that stuff, like, is there a limit? Because I know for a fact that if a man just say cried and complained about everything, like he definitely is going to be, you know, like, man, you acting like a female, you know what I'm saying? Like if he cried about everything, every time something came up, he just crying, he just crying, he just crying. And especially if, the the woman ain't crying, you know what I'm saying? He crying like he probably gonna have a hard time even finding a woman because they're gonna think he weak or soft or you know, whatever the case may be. And so, like, I guess I kind of hear people's sentiment, and not even just on here, but even just other conversations I've had about this about men should be allowed to cry or allowed to be vulnerable, allowed to express their feelings. But do we is there a limitation for us because you know that if 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 we were vulnerable about every single thing, you know what I'm saying? It's cold outside or I can't pay the rent this month or, you know, my car broke down or I, you know, I scraped my arm or like, you know, and it's every, and you just always crying right, wrong or indifferent the way society is and probably has been at least for my entire life. A man is definitely going to be looked at as less than as opposed to if a woman, a woman cried about everything they would just say, okay, well, just rely on your man to fix it or whatever the case may be. Well, she would, she would definitely have way more leniency. So I, I do even want to put that question out there. Like, is there a limit to a man, even if we're allowed to cry to be vulnerable, is there a limit? Like, can we, are we allowed to cry about everything or do we have to pick and choose because, you know, we got to be just say the tough guy. Crying is, it's phenomenal. You know what I mean? But to, a excessive crier, I don't think it's good for anyone because at the end of the day, that's now like for a person to excessively cry is more so of like not taking accountability for something. And I think it's more of a like what they call what crocodile tears for someone that just cries about everything mm-hmm. because it's like basically you're wishing that something happened and it's not happening. So that means you don't have the right to do anything about it. 
and that's not the case. And I think that's for women or females. Because if I if it's a female crying all the time, I'm like, man, I don't, I can't do nothing with that. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you got to come 100, 100. So like, it's 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 times and places for you know for men to cry. Like you said, if it's if if it's accepted in society, of course not, uh, of course it's not okay to like cry on every little thing. You know what I mean? Because naturally, we you know saying carpenters are you know some type of innovator or or a pioneer to something. So of course you're gonna face and see different type of defeats and and victories and things of that nature. So with the victories and the defeats, you take it with a grain of salt and keep it moving. And then those times when you do feel like overwhelmed in your heart or in your spirit or whatever the case may be, hey, let out the cry. Crying about everything, you know, who, who cries about everything? <laughs> you know, it's like that, that word always, yeah, you always this, you always that, you know. And, and, and the thing about it, if a man can't be vulnerable, you know, how good of a significant other husband, boyfriend can we be to women? You know, because if we always got to be, you know, under that pressure to make sure we got everything together all the time, when a woman needs something, we, they want you to be vulnerable. They start talking to you, you're like, hey, that ain't, that ain't important, you know, because mm. that ain't what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to do this. You know, so we don't have that flexibility to sit up and say, okay, you want a man that's not vulnerable. Okay, now you're going to get one of these men from the 1950s when a man was a man and a man could tell a woman what to do. Mm. You know, but nowadays when you do that, then you know, that's something you can't do. Mm. You know, so, you know, if, a man, if you can't go to your spouse or significant other and express what you're feeling, you're vulnerable even trying to do that because then they're going to be looking at you. So you may get a head shaking wagon, you know, or you might get somebody that's understanding. Mm. And if you get the head shaking, the man is just going to turn around and start shutting down. And when he finally shuts down, then you want to know what's wrong with him. Mm. Well, what's wrong with me is I can't open myself and let you know how I really feel because if I tell you how I really feel, you're not supporting me in those moments. So why would I even want to come to you, you know, when I'm vulnerable? Right. And then you want to know why the relationship is falling apart. Because I can't come and talk to you to let you know exactly how I'm feeling. You know, and that's what a lot of men do. You know, we, we want to come to, to, you know, the person that your partner. But we can't because we know you're going to treat us the same way as somebody on the street. Mm-hmm. You know, that really means nothing to you. Mm-hmm. So the only option we're going to have is to shut it all down and we're not going to say, hey, what's wrong? Oh, ain't nothing wrong. You know, mm-hmm. we're just going to keep on moving. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to wind up with somebody that you don't even know who they are mm-hmm. because they don't even know who they are. Right. You know, so, I mean, it's a big catch 22. You know, do mm-hmm. you want a man, man? No, I don't want a man, man, but I don't want a man that do, does that. Mm-hmm. You know, well, if I can't do that, then what am I supposed to do when I need you to support me? Mm-hmm. I'm going to support you. Mm-hmm. So why can't you support me in my weakest times? Right. And that's what's all jacked up. And then when the thing fall apart, then you sitting around trying to figure out, well, what happened? Right. Right. <laughs> what did I do? Right. It ain't what you did. It's what you didn't do or what mm-hmm. you didn't allow me to do, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why, you know, some men will go out, you'll get somebody you don't know, and they're going to they gonna listen to you, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to hear what you got to say, they're going to have a little mm-hmm. sympathy for you, and then you creep out on them, and then you come back home, they're saying, you know, now you done cheated because you got somebody that actually wants to listen or act like they want to listen to give right. whatever it is. Right. You know, now you all messed up because you done went out to somebody who acting like they, they feeling you, you know, and now you don't walk away from something else that, you know, was more important. So, you know, we got to be able to be vulnerable and we got to be able to be the people that we're with or surround ourselves around should understand that and support you when you need that support. Because if you ain't got support, if you have a death in a family, mm-hmm. you're going to tell me you ain't vulnerable at that time. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to cry at a funeral because you don't lost a, a parent or someone close to you mm-hmm. that's that's vulnerability mm-hmm. that's accepted 
I lose my job. I'm coming to be complaining because I don't have a job now. Well, ain't nothing I did. That's a company thing. I didn't do anything wrong. Right. It's just something that happened. Now, do I feel good about it? No. You know, I'm going to get up and do what I need to do to get it back together. But sometimes you just need an ear. Right. You don't need a, a lip. You just need an ear just mm-hmm. to get it out. And once mm-hmm. it's out, you know, don't try and figure it out. You know, don't try and completely understand it because you ain't supposed to understand everything that come out of our mouths. Mm-hmm. Just let us get it out. And then we're going to feel better. And then, and then you just keep on moving forward. But men are afraid to do that because if you do that, then we're going to be judged and you're going to say we punks. Well, I don't want to be a punk, so I ain't right. going to tell you nothing. So right. I go tell somebody else something, you know, who wants to listen to me. So, you know, gotcha. yeah, we, we vulnerable. we're going to be vulnerable, and you got to let us be vulnerable, because if you got a vulnerable man, you're going to have a much better relationship, because he can come to you rather than come to somebody else. That means he's not going to do anything to make your relationship any better. So the thing about it is be careful who you associate with. You know, sometimes we associate with <coughs> with a bunch of hooks, you know, and they ain't out for nothing but what they can get. And then when you mm-hmm. turn around and you need them, they ain't there. And then you're like, oh, man, I thought you was my boy. Well, I was your boy when you were buying the drinks. You know, <laughs> but now you asking me, you need something out of me. Okay, I'll pray for you. <laughs> right, <laughs> you right, know? right. You know, you know, so, you know, that's just how it is being a man. It ain't an easy thing to do. For sure. But you do get to a point where I think in life, because the people that taught us all of that, they were taught that. It's a mm-hmm. generational thing, mm-hmm. you know, and eventually you get to the point, you like get to an age where you're like, oh, wait a minute. You know, this, this, this ain't working. You know, now me as an adult, I need to make some decisions for myself. Mm-hmm. Because these are decisions I got to live with. Right. So you can't deal with me crying. Then, hey, man, you ain't the one for me. Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing uno, dos. Can y'all hear me? Good. Because this is the most important part about a podcast. It's the audio. So I appreciate you if you're watching this by video on YouTube. And I want you to subscribe to my YouTube channel. The podcast official page. But... I need you to subscribe to the audio, okay? Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts, you can find a podcast. Go there and subscribe, please. Because when you subscribe there and you leave comments and you like and you, and you, and you leave a five-star rating, that helps, man. That really, really helps. Leave that five-star rating. Leave that comment. Subscribe. The podcast official page, please. Apple, Spotify wherever and listen to the audio watch the video if you want but please the audio that's the most important help my podcast out get my audio numbers up okay go back to listening not watching listen so um i was listening to the question and i think with like anybody crying the thing about it is if somebody just cries all the time whether they male or female with the men, yeah, they're going to be looked at as soft. Why are you always crying? You're soft. You're not supposed to be crying all the time. And then the, the other thing is, if women are crying all of the time, they're going to be saying, oh, she's so emotional. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's a male or a female crying all the time. It's, it's going to be looked at as a negative. Um, one of the things, and it's funny that it's this topic because um, probably the week before Thanksgiving, um, I teach seventh grade. I used to teach high school. This is my first time teaching in middle school, and these kids are very different. <laughs> but one of the kids said, because one of the boys, I, I think, was crying about something, and then one of the girls was like, why are you crying? Boys are supposed to cry. You're not supposed to be crying. Mm. And then it was like I had to stop them and then explain to the entire class that it's okay. I mean, if you're sad or you're in the moment, it's okay to express those feelings. And But the sad thing about it is, you know, hearing those kids, they're 12 and 13 years old, mm-hmm. and they, they already have in their mind that men, boys, aren't supposed to cry. Right. So it's like a, you know, and that 
for them, it was like at all. If you cry, it's gonna be like a little tear, and then you move on. Mm-hmm. But it's very unfortunate, especially for um, black males. It's very unfortunate that in society, it's kind of frowned upon for men to um, display any type of emotions or any type of sadness. But um, I believe that it's healthy. Um, you have to express that, especially like the the gentleman that just said, you know, if you have something like you may someone you may have lost someone close to you, um, then you have to express that because if not, then it can, I feel like it'll cause other issues. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the crying all of the time, yeah, I do feel like there's a limit because after a while, I mean, you cry, it's therapeutic to get it out, and then you move on. Mm-hmm. You don't stay there. When you stay there, that's when it becomes detrimental to, I feel like that person and the others around. Just talking about like crying, like my daughter. Um, my wife died, her mother died. She was, was about five years old. She had just turned five. Mm-hmm. And I went and told her, I said, look at your, your, your mama passed. I said, you know how God come through his garden and pick a flower? And I told you, she said, yes. I said, well, God came last night and picked your mama. So she looked at me and she said, you mean to tell me my mama did? I said, yeah, baby, your mama passed. So telling a five-year-old that, and she was, uh, she loved to play hide-and-seek with her mama. So when we was at the funeral, she seen all her uncles cry and stuff and her grandma and stuff. But she looked at me and asked me, she walked up to me, she said, Daddy, you're not crying. I said, yeah. She said, what, you didn't love mommy? I said, yeah, I love your mama. But, but you have to understand, Miracle Emotions, it's different. Everybody got a different emotion. Mm-hmm. Daddy don't cry. Know that. I don't shed no tears. Don't mean that daddy don't hurt. Mm-hmm. And I didn't love your mama. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, hey, by the time, if I cried, I lost my mama, uh, one of my, the, the baby that was born, she passed. If I cried about everything, every time somebody died, man, I'd be out of tears. <laughs> so I told her, I said, listen, death gonna come. This, these are rules. We rules where we at. We just follow the rules and we go. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna be here, you know. And I mean, everybody gonna pass through this way. I'm saying why we here, you know. Daddy gonna show you the love and respect that that I that I owe you. You know, Daddy gonna take care. You gonna be all right. But you might not never see Daddy shed a tear. But don't mean that Daddy don't love you. You know what I'm saying? So I had a friend one time. If he cried, he'd tear for a whole room. You know what I'm saying? You didn't want him to shed no tears. So, <laughs> right. every, yeah, definitely. He'll grab a gun. and any, When he cried, it was a different, it was a rage. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of people, you don't want to see cry. You know, people be like, why you don't show emotion stuff? But I don't knock nobody who do. If mm-hmm. you cry a lot, a lot of people just more emotional than the next person. Mm-hmm. Or they feel some type of weight about that situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't think, you know, by me not crying that, you know, my, my, my nephew and them used to say, that nigga crazy. He, I don't know what's wrong with him. But it's not the fact of that. It's just that it's sometimes to a man, it's a sign of weakness. Like Marcus, my son, he goes to jail, but he didn't do nothing wrong. He just was riding a scooter without a tag. Okay. So telling him the rules, look at don't ride that scooter. They're going to stop you. You're going to jail. Oh, dad, I got, I got it. So the day he come and he called me from jail. So I said, Marcus, he, daddy, please, daddy, please get me out. Daddy, please come. Calm down, son. Calm down. I'm going to give you the rules while you're there. Because I'm not getting you out because I told you what not to do. Okay, now, this is what you do while you're in there. Do not shed no tears because it sounds like you want to cry in there, boy. Mm-hmm. You don't want to cry there. Don't shed no tears. If you drop that soap, don't you pick that soap up in there. This guy. You slide that soap out this with guy. your feet. This guy. So you, get to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't you sleep with your mouth open. See, I gave him rules. Things you don't do in there, because sometimes you tell a, a kid or anybody something, and it causes the situation that they are in. Right. So it's no sign of showing a sign of weakness, a, a sign of vulnerability, because the rules are already given. Right. So that's how I look at life. Sometimes you know. Right. Sometimes you got to laugh. You keep from crying. You know. Right. So it's rules to this. You my man. You know. I you know sort of like his situation. I lost my wife. You know what I'm saying? So um with 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 men, 
it it is tough to be vulnerable. It is very, you know, it's just something that black men have um kind of, we we've always been the tough black men, we deal with everything, but um, you know, me losing my wife and me also losing a son a few years ago, um, you know, it really it, it really it, um it really uh it really hurt me. So, I mean, I, um, I really, um, you know, I, I, I don't cry and, and necessarily in public, you know, more of a, if I'm going to be sad or anything, it's, it's when I'm normally alone. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's no, I'm, I'm not like Mark, Mark, he just say he ain't crying. Um, no, nah, I, I, I feel like, you know, um, crying or being sensitive or, or, you know, or things like that or having those traits are are, are good traits to have, mm. especially now that I'm almost 50. You know, I'm just not going to bust out crying um, or nothing like that. And I might not, you know, handle things like my son came to me the other day. He was just crying and this time, you know, just thinking about him. I didn't lose my mom until I was like, was in my 40s mm. um, and they lost their mom you know in their late teens 20 you know almost you know 19 20 years old mm. so it just hit hit them different um and in certain times uh, but I always tell them like you know cry you know lean on you know I'm here you know um and things like that so I you know I I, I commend you know especially men that uh you know that that I'm vulnerable, or you know, and, and tapped in, um, you know, tapped in. You know, it. it yeah, it's I, it's no way. It's no. Um, it's no. You know, I'm trying to get my thoughts together. It, it's no. You know, easy thing to do, especially for black men. I I know a bunch of black guys who just brothers that just don't cry. Mm-hmm. No, and I feel like that that is not not a good thing to do anyway or be vulnerable um you know you have to be vulnerable out here you have to you have to be a little bit more than than we were growing up in like well you wasn't born in the 70s I, you know I was just telling somebody today because it's born in the 70s from the 70s to 89 different mm-hmm. different you just don't find them crying the emotions are a lot of, you know, you know, black folks just been through a lot. So we, we, we're not into just being vulnerable. Um, but I, I do think that it's something that we need to, because mental health is crazy out here. A lot of people walk, walk around with a ba- bunch of bagged up emotions. And soon as you say something, they pop, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's because they're not being vulnerable. They're not, um, you know, talking to others and letting them know the pain that they're going through. So, you know, they either killing themselves or or doing something um, that'll put them in, you know, a worse position. So I'm I'm at a point where I'm I can be vulnerable, you know. You know, I, and I and I suggest every man and woman on here to try to be as vulnerable as you can. You know, at least with family too. You know, a lot of us I ain't be vulnerable. Mm. Let your guard down, talk to them, you know what I'm saying? Work, work things out or whatever. Um, but you can, you can, you can, we can be vulnerable. It's okay. I think this is a great topic because I'm, I'm at a point now in my life where I'm trying to learn who I can be vulnerable with when I do have things going on, uh, that I feel like, yeah, this is a lot. I need to express myself and get this shit off. You know, there's a mm. lot of people you don't want to tell nothing to, because mm. as soon as you say something to you, they hit you with all kind of negativity and and never really trying to give you a positive way to look through things. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, my mama's one of them. I don't, I don't share no good news with her ever because <laughs> she's going to tear it down from, <laughs> from, from inception. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. I could say I got a million dollars and she's going to say, well, that's only 750,000. Just remember that, <laughs> you know, she going to tear it down. So um, I think it's, 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 what I've learned is to trying to find uh, men can be vulnerable. The point is um, they need to find where their vulnerability is appreciated, uh, right. where 
they feel somebody feels comfortable enough to to say. I, anytime somebody comes to me with something, before we get off the phone or or interface, I say, "Hey, I just want to appreciate you for feeling comfortable enough to talk to me mm-hmm. about whatever it is that you're going through, because I know it can't be easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot. It's it's already hard enough to go through this stuff by yourself. Um, you you definitely need to have some some spiritual uh, help out there. You know, other than just yourself, you got to rely on something. And I'm telling you, me and me, Rudy, me and you didn't have conversations before. Like, mm-hmm. I literally would, was talking to God and like, I don't know what else to do. And 15 minutes later, here come my spiritual warriors coming to talk to me, you know, mm-hmm. getting me out of my, getting me out of my funk. Let me know, hey, this is just a little brief part of your journey. This is, we don't have to stand right here, but at least feel what you going, got going on and, and keep moving. Mm-hmm. Um, it's lit. I'm I'm telling you, especially out in this dating world, being vulnerable with some of these people, I I I, I don't know, I I don't know how uh we've been doing, I don't I don't know where this disconnect has came from from uh uh between well I do know where it's came from it's it's been this way they want us to be separated so that we can continue to not uh have strengthen uh strengthen our households um, I'm. They definitely don't want strong black men or strong black women. They, they if they do, they want it to be without us. Mm. Um, so I do feel like there's a huge attack on just give what, which I see because when I'm talking to my white homeboys, they families don't talk to them <laughs> like they that like we talk to us in the black families. Like, right. One thing I seen about Tim Tebow in that documentary, he said when you're when people around you keep telling you how special you are. You start to believe it. Mm. We don't talk to us about those positive, positive things. It's always like some something about that bad about to happen. Like, hey, you might be good, but you could tear that ACL any day. You know, mm-hmm. or you you could get that job, and that white man might come out there and say something to you. And, and all, you know, what I'm saying it's just mm-hmm. always something, something like that. And I think that's one of the reasons why we don't feel like we can be vulnerable, because as soon as we are taught to believe in something we're always shot down with something negative immediately to counterbalance that belief in yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's what I've learned is just find, uh, find areas where you feel that you can be uh, vulnerable and, 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 and grow. That, that's what I'm working on. Mm. Oh my, Oh my God. I'm sorry for interrupting the podcast and all, but yo, I gotta tell y'all about what's on this chicken. Chef Earl's Gourmet Spices? I gotta hurt him say this, because I need to get back to my chicken. Some of y'all heavy-handed people, you be seasoning your food with all that other extra salty stuff, raising your blood pressure all up, trying to eat your food, but then take a blood pressure pill. Hey, listen, man. You don't have to sacrifice better health for good taste when you can have both. This stuff is healthy. It is flavorful, okay? And you need some of it. And because you a podcast listener, I got something just for you. Now listen, don't be out here telling everybody, okay? This is between us. You the podcast listener. Now, if somebody else want to join the podcast, you can bring them in and they can get in on the secret. But right now, this is between us. Don't tell nobody else. All you got to do is go to Chef Earl's GourmetSpices.com. And after you place your order, right before you check out, it's going to ask you to put your name and your email in. Right next to your name, all you got to do is put dash the podcast t-h-e-p-o-d-c-a-s-t just type in dash the podcast right next to your name and we gonna know you from us you family you with us you kinfo you cuzzo you feel me you bruh bruh you sis all you gotta do is buy three spices you get a travel pack for free you get a travel pack for free. Buy six or more, you get two travel packs for free. And do you realize how much you can make with the travel pack size? And prices are as low as $2. You can spend $6 and get a whole travel pack size for free. All because you listen to the podcast. And listen to me. You're going to want to cook your food with this Chef Rob Gourmet Spicy. You see, we already almost out. Shoot. I got to go to the website. Get me some more. And I'm going to use the promo code. I'm going to type the podcast right next to my name. I'm going to buy three. I'm going to get one free. Matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and buy six of them. I'm going to go ahead and buy six of them. 
and get two free. Cause I need my two free packs. You feel me? I like free stuff. I don't know about y'all. And I like flavor of healthy food. The seasoning on this food is so good, I refuse to use anything else. Chef Earl's GourmetSpices.com. Use the promo code to podcast. Get your free stuff now. All right. Back to the episode. Who's that, Will? Mm-hmm. He was right on point. He was right on point. Uh, the thing I was thinking about is, like, if we're not allowed to be vulnerable, and we're not allowed to be sensitive and we're in a relationship when a woman need is in that state right and they're vulnerable and they need support well if we're locked into not being vulnerable and sensitive how are we going to be able to relate and understand what they're going through or try to understand what they're going through because we're so locked into being a rock, mm-hmm. you know. So when they need it, when you hit that rock, it's still a rock, mm-hmm. you know. And then you know we can't respond, or we don't respond in the right way, <coughs> because society or how we were brought up has taught us to be another way. Mm-hmm. But then they expect us to turn around, and when you need to be that way for somebody else, you don't get it right because you don't know how mm-hmm. so all you know is I'm the rock I gotta be strong you need to figure it out mm-hmm. you know? or you don't respond in a way that they need you to respond for them to feel better so it's just a confusing thing but I agree with Will you, know, you just gotta find that person that you can open up to and let it flow you know you don't you don't cry oh, oh I woke up this morning oh Right. You know, right. that's crying about everything. But, right. You know, you, it's got to be a balance in there somewhere. Right. You know? But you can't be macho man 24 7, seven days a week and be a happy person. No, that's real. And that, that actually, that's actually a good point. Um, cause I, I think, I think that does make it hard for us as men to even deal with, um, just say a woman's vulnerability because we are, so just say rock hard, you know, all the time and even feeling like, so even like if just if a woman comes to us with something being vulnerable, vulnerable about, we a lot of times take the approach of just trying to be a problem solver as opposed to, you know, being just say emotional along with them. You know, if they're crying about something, we're not going to necessarily start shedding tears and and cry together. You know what I'm saying? Like that they homegirls would with them. Like we just going to be like, okay, how do I fix it? You know what I'm saying? Who do I need to beat up? What bill do I need to pay? What you know what I'm saying? Uh, what extra job do I need to get, or whatever the case may be? And it 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 you know it allows us to um, or doesn't allow us rather to really even sit there and even be vulnerable in reaction, just say to somebody else's vulnerability. And I'm I'm coming at you, uh, Mark. But uh, another thing I wanted to say too, just even speaking for myself. Um, I know a lot of people are are very vulnerable on social media. You know what I'm saying? People people put a lot of things on social media um, about their personal life. Um, and to me, like, I've always kind of shied away from it only because, like, I've, I always just felt like people just didn't really care. You know what I'm saying? Like, for, for me to even express whatever it is that I was sad about or lost a relative or whatever like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so to me, it just made me not even really want to share uh, how I felt about it or whatever the case may be, because I just, I didn't think any, like, yeah, people may care enough to engage in the conversation or to, you know, put praying hands underneath your post or put hearts underneath your post or, you know, or comments or whatever the case may be. But once they scroll, you know, to the next thing that's on their timeline, they're not thinking about whatever it is that you were, you know, just sharing, whatever. And it's and it's not that the whole world just say has to stop when I'm going through something, but I don't know. Like to me, you know, it 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 just I just felt always felt conflicted about sharing really just how I feel about stuff. Or and sometimes I don't really even know how I feel about stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't definitely, you know, buried homeboys and stuff like that, or you know, relatives or whatever like that. And 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 I wasn't crying at the funeral. These people who I'm like super close to, but 
it's, it's, I think it's more because I, I don't know if maybe I, maybe I'm just not as emotional or maybe I just don't know if I'm sad or not, or, you know, whatever the case may be, but I, I definitely then don't go and express it to every person who I run into because, you know, for one, I feel like other people already got their own problems. You know what I'm saying? So me trying to, you know, burden you with mine won't necessarily help neither one of us. But then also, I mean, you know, how much do you really care? You know what I'm saying? Like, are we going to really sit here and ride this out until I figure this out? Or is this me just kind of getting it off my chest um, just for me to, you know, say that I talked to somebody, but am I, am I really over it? You know what I'm saying? And I, um, and I, I've never like sat, sat down with a therapist and nothing like that, but I do, I do think that's why people probably lean on therapists and, and maybe even pastors and stuff like that more, because you can then just say, have a, a timeline of how long you've been talking to them and, and getting it off your chest. And they'll probably, you know, be willing to see you through it until the end. But realistically, like I, I just, me personally, just speaking for myself, I've just never um, been that expressive. Um, and a lot of times I may share something that I've been through or dealt with or, or been sad about or whatever like that. If the person who I'm talking to, shares a similar situation and I'm just using my situation as the example of what I may have got from it or how I dealt with it or whatever the case may be but quite honestly like I, I I'm not necessarily just out the gate just sharing stuff um and I don't I don't necessarily have stuff that be on my mind like that like I, I don't know maybe I just suppress things I don't know I mean I I really I really don't know like I'm even thinking about it as y'all are talking um you know, and then sometimes you feel like people, you know, people have been through worse than what you've even been through. So why even, you know, bring up your vulnerabilities when, you know, somebody else, you know, just say probably needs your ear to listen to more than you need theirs. So uh, these are just some of the thoughts that I've dealt with when it came down to just say uh, being vulnerable or whatnot. But I, I heard some of the comments and I, I get it. Like, you you know, Rudy, uh, Rudy, um, how we, we, you know, be on stage telling jokes and stuff, you know. Being a comedian, sometimes you you some people say, well, you hide behind that mark because you'll say anything. Yeah, I pretty much will because I don't look at life like everybody look at. Everybody got their own story. Let's let's get with this. Hmm. But being vulnerable, like I was with a young lady one time when I was young. I was young. She said, well, you caught me in because I was vulnerable at the time because her and her boyfriend broke up. But I just thought, you know, I was supposed to be, you know, a person that listening. And be there, you know, you caught me in a vulnerable state, and now you ain't talking to me and stuff like I, I didn't know I was supposed to do all that. I'm young too. So I just thought I was supposed to be compassionate and you know, and whatever happened, happened. Just like some women, you you could tell some family member stuff, and everybody in the family know it. This certain people you can't tell stuff to. Mm. You can't. You leave yourself open. That's that's what vulnerability is when you leave yourself open. Mm. And once you do that, sometimes you can't come back from it. Mm -hmm. That's real. So, like, if somebody says something, most men, you know, we got egos. And if a girl say, oh, that's why your thing too little, and you say, you you, you might be hurt by it. But it was, it was said to me, I was like, that's all God gave me. That's all I got. Talk to him. So, it don't bother me like that. You know, you're saying stuff to me. Like, when I lost, man, I lost every job. Man, I lost every job I ever had. <laughs> I done lost so many jobs, man. But I was always taught to go get another. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mama, what you sitting up there for? Go get another job. There's many jobs out there. Mm -hmm. So I just looked at that life different when you walk down that road, you know? The best time I ever had, y'all. And I'm, I'm talking to all, each and every one of y'all. Just think about this. The best time I really ever had when the COVID hit. Now, that's vulnerability for your ass right there. Because everybody was didn't see nobody. A lot of people didn't talk to you. You couldn't touch them. The things that we took for granted became a reality. You understand? And it was a lot of vulnerability there. You know, you you would go out just to be around somebody sometime and be around the wrong person. They just right. want something out of you. Right. You know, they just want they just want you to buy them some. Uh, you know, I don't have nothing. My sister especially. My God. But some of the people you have to see them for who they really are. And a lot of people you just can't open up to. And that's just the way it is. And I just took look at life different because through that whole time, I was good. I was good. Nobody was on the road. 
when I was on the road. Was, I mean, I didn't have to be around people. Man, I ain't even talked to nobody that, 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 that almost a year. I mean, you know, I see people, everyone wants to say what's happening and keep it moving. But it was a thing for me because life still went on. I still paid my bills. I still had other stuff I did. And that's just the way it was. Mm. So if we dwell on what not, or what we can have, or what we can do, then everything stops. Nothing no move. Mm. So sometimes when you leave yourself open, you become vulnerable to anything and anybody. And that's a bad sign. Mm. So the ones that are out there who is, it is cool. But I just don't see the logic in it. I think why it's so difficult for men and women, for, for a few, for people to be vulnerable, because being vulnerable means you are taking a chance at being rejected, at being hurt, at sharing something personal about yourself that you normally might not share, uh, mistakes or feelings or whatever. Um, and when you share them, you know there's a chance that you might be rejected, you might be attacked, even if it's just your reputation attacked or something is said and, and nobody wants to feel that way. It doesn't feel good to be rejected or to be hurt or whatever. And so people kind of shy away from that. And uh, Uncle E talked about, uh, which is so true, sometimes people open up and we're talking about men now, you know, and, uh, and, and share a vulnerable moment or something vulnerable. And then the response that they get uh, it's not necessarily understanding or compassion or support. They're kind of attacked. And so that that shuts them down. But the flip side of that, something you said, Rudy, um, sometimes uh, for various reasons, men don't allow their partner or significant other, whoever, to be vulnerable because of their own, uh, I say, fears or whatever that is that won't allow them to do it uh, because they feel like maybe it won't be accepted or they'll be rejected or nobody wants to hear it anyway. They have their own problems, like you said, or that kind of thing. Where a woman is wanting, that's why you hear women sometimes say they want the man to open up uh, because not all women will attack or will reject. Um, so it's just kind of like a, a, a vicious cycle. And I think you are right. Now more and more people are talking to therapists because that risk of rejection kind of gets minimized. That curve gets flattened because the therapist is there to hear your mm -hmm. vulnerabilities and mm -hmm. try to help you. Mm -hmm. And so people might be a little freer to talk to a therapist that they don't know and that they know that's their job to try to help and to support and, and work through things or a pastor or somebody like that. But I think the fear of the rejection or um being gun shy, having had a vulnerable moment and then being rejected or attacked or hurt or, or something like that will definitely shut anybody down, man, man or woman. And then with the conditioning, everything everybody said, I think, plays into it. But with the conditioning and and all of that, you know, I can say, you know, when you were younger playing football, you know, you fall, you know, we say, suck it up, <laughs> get up, suck it up. Let's go back out, you know, because. You know, but, you know, if your sister was cheering and fell, we wouldn't tell her to suck it up. Oh, she fell. Oh, wait a minute. You know, right, right. and so it's just the conditioning of um, of society and all of us. But I do think we are becoming more and more in tune with emotions and and uh, more and more people are uh, talking with therapists. And I just feel like if you don't have someone that you can have some vulnerable moments with, uh, that's different than complaining all the time. That's a whole that's not vulnerability. But. Mm -hmm that you have somebody that you can kind of go to and be you be just be you flat out you mm -hmm. and and you know and know that they will accept you and support you then perhaps think about um talking to a therapist or somebody because it can't think this guy so somebody said it can affect your physical health mm -hmm. it can affect your physical health to keep it bottled up and have things that need to be shared and you might want to share about yourself or just get it out uh that's we get high blood pressure and strokes and anxiety all of that uh, depression all of that can come from uh being you know not being able to share somewhere who who you really are at times and so um but i just think you know for all of us it just doesn't feel good to be rejected take that risk you know you know can i trust this person with this information about me uh, you know, thank God, those of who are some believers, we can definitely do that with the Lord, you know, and he still loves us and keeps us. And, you know, he knows every, every thing about us, good, bad, and different. But um, that's, that's just what I think. I think that fear 
of uh, being rejected and hurt and attacked. And if you've ever been vulnerable and that happened, it's very hard to be vulnerable again, that's for sure, with anybody. Absolutely. All the points that were made were, were good points. I think a lot of it, uh, historically as a people, Black people, especially men, you didn't have the opportunity to be vulnerable. Who were you going to tell? Who cared about you got your feelings hurt? Suck it up and keep rolling and right. do what you got to do and don't cause a problem. Right. So we weren't conditional. I'm talking about our parents and our parents' parents and generations back. There was nobody who cared about you. Didn't even know that you had time to be feeling bad about anything because you got to get out there and pick that cotton and do whatever you got to do and keep it rolling. Right. For one, each generation it became more and more people became more and more in tune with their with their feelings and it's, it's okay to feel bad. It's okay to be sad and that kind of thing. But I also see it even with children and some of it is. It's generational, but some of it is cultural too, because I worked with kids of all colors and nationalities and percentage wise, not everybody, but percentage wise, the folks not of color allow their boys to express their emotions, to cry if they need to cry. Oh, Johnny's just not feeling like it today. Maybe I'll bring him back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Whereby our kids, you don't have an option. Get in there and shut up and do what she tell you to do. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's the complete opposite, and they don't tell them to do what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Right. But percentage-wise, they tend to allow that, or their girls, they even tamper a little bit longer. She gets a little longer to cry about whatever, and sometimes it's not even anything to cry about. She's right. just crying because she's allowed to do her crying. So right. some of it is uh, cultural, some of it is generational, and like Barnell uh, said, we're getting you know further and further away from that. But sometimes I think people aren't even aware. It's just kind of like, that's what your mom or your dad or your grandpa told you to do. So you're scared to cry. Right. You know, about it because you get in trouble for crying, even though you know your leg is hurting. Mm-hmm. Or even though you are sad, if you cry, you're not going to cry that long about it because now you're going to get in trouble for crying about something that, in a way, you had the right to feel bad. If, if not all day about it, but at least for a couple of minutes. If, Needing. Right. So I, I think some of it's, it's a lot of it's been conditioned. And then sometimes, you know, you do, you know, especially generations before, you did what your grandma did, who did what her grandma did, nobody even really questioned it. Mm-hmm. As time went on, people started questioning, like, wait a minute, that don't make sense. Right. You know, but prior to that, you never questioned. If that's what they said the folks used to do, then that's what you did. Right. You know, so. That's, you know, that's a sign of time that that's changing, which is actually a good thing.